All right. Hello, and my name is John Michael Collins. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Before we get started, the music you just heard is fun, it's upbeat, and in a way kind of depicts me. I would like to thank and give a very special shout out to my friends Marino and Noah Correa, who provided the music for this project. They're part of a company called Cinema Sonic, which is a company dedicated to providing quality audio and visual works for your next project. They're planning on opening a new studio in the Seattle area catering to professional level podcast production. If you would like to learn more, visit their website at cinema-sonic.com. Cinema as in a movie cinema, hyphen, sonic as in supersonic.com. Holy cow, my voice is like so breaky in the morning. Okay, so let's bounce right into it. Thank you, listener, for being who you are. If you're just joining, this is a podcast, which is a, it's just a personal tool, a therapeutic tool to help me explore my thoughts, get them out in the open, just process them. I call it a vocal diary. I'm just posting it, you know, to be out in the open if anyone's interested in listening. If anyone's not interested in listening, that is completely okay. My feelings are not hurt. Other than processing thoughts, this is aimed to share stories with you, quirky stories, which are a lot cooler than other things that I've done that it would be cool if someone were along with me on them to share in that experience. I'm just, you know, kind of talking as a way to share things with people. And in my last edit, I found so many nuances in my own voice (laughs) Not the sound of my voice. I love the sound of my voice. I think everybody should love the sound of their voice. So many nuances in the things that I say, like, um, uh, er, yeah, but, you know, um, <laughs> there's, there's a handful of them. And it's okay, because I don't love myself any less for that. This is cool, because, like, I'm getting to know myself more. Episode 1 and 2, I just talk about a general synopsis of me processing who I am and more or less how I got to where I'm at right now. There are some things that are not in there that I'm still trying to process. If it's something that you would need to help you fall asleep, that's great too. I'm not trying to seek approval from anyone. I'm not doing this so I can be a cooler human being. I'm doing this for me. Oh, what's the phrase people use? Bettering your mental health. Self-care, self-care. Yeah, this is part of my self-care. My max episode time is 20 minutes. I think it's week week 7 or week 8 of quarantine. I don't know. Definitely not weeks 1 or 2. <laughs> it's just been an interesting time. Whether you live alone like me or you live with family or friends or both, It's definitely a time that, as unfortunate as it is for our world, it's definitely a good time of reflection. And now I'm hungry, and my next topic is talking about something that you can eat. But yeah, this time of quarantine, as hard as it's been, it's been, you know, you can probably hear my stomach growling. It's been sweet emotionally. Time... Phone calls and video calls with people have been more intentional, it feels like. Even playing video games. 
I play video games with family and friends, and that time with them has been sweet, just talking to them. And Let's jump in to our first topic, to when I made vegan pumpkin cookies. Actually, last year, not very long ago, so I was 26. I'm trying to do this in the morning, where like I can kind of barely keep my eyes open, so we'll see how it goes. Maybe my voice is more natural. Or maybe it's not. Maybe it's more performing in the morning. I don't know. As time goes on, we'll see. I went to the pumpkin patch with family. It was awesome. I love the season fall. There was a period of time where I was all about pumpkin-flavored things, pumpkin spice lattes, candy corn. Not only the regular candy corns, but the pumpkin-flavored candy corns. (laughs) Pumpkin oatmeal, pumpkin English muffins, pumpkin butter. Oh my goodness, It the list goes on. Hopefully, as I get older, as my life continues onward, that's something that I wouldn't stray from. Like, ever since I was little, I haven't done this every year. I haven't really done this a lot. There's just something humanly nourishing, it feels like, about going to a pumpkin patch. And I went with family We were walking around. It wasn't a huge patch of pumpkins. There were a lot of pumpkins, don't get me wrong. And it was also cool because there were sunflowers, and I'd actually never seen a fully grown sunflower. It was, like, bigger than my head, which was cool. I was, like, looking around for pumpkins, and long story short, I came home with a 68-pound pumpkin. I left it outside on my patio for quite a few days, maybe a month. It stayed so good for like a month, a handful of weeks that it was incredible. I had I had this thought for a while, for a couple of weeks at that point of what I wanted to do with it. Make cookies, make pumpkin cookies, make pumpkin flavored things. Pumpkin doesn't really have a flavor. I mean it has a very nimble. Yeah, let's just go with that word. It has a very nimble flavor. I took my biggest kitchen knife and sharpened it, and I just, like, started cutting my pumpkin apart. I cut the top off, and then I cut it in half. My oven is fortunately small enough that the half of the pumpkin just barely fit inside. I cooked it for I don't know how many hours, but my apartment smelled like pumpkin. It just smelled like I was baking something, and it smelled delicious. I put the pumpkin inside the oven with the open side facing up. When you're cooking a pumpkin, you want to completely take all the guts and the seeds out. I actually gave the seeds to my sister, and she roasted them, which was delicious. And thank you for doing that. I had, like, these two halves of pumpkin that were completely gutted, completely de-seeded, Rubbed, like, coconut oil on the inside and put some, like, salt and pepper. (laughs) Gosh, yeah, I forgot I did that. Getting it out of the oven was the most difficult part. So imagine, like, you cup your hand into a letter C with your fingertips pointing upward. That's how my—that's how the pumpkin was oriented in the oven. And just a whole bunch of water accumulated inside, and I had to get my pumpkin out without spilling all of that. And so what I did— I cut the pumpkin out of the oven and just like let all the water seep into the oven and then it just went on the floor and went everywhere and I had to clean my floor which was probably a good thing. It's always a good thing to clean your floor. So I did the second piece and 
cut it up into little chunks, and I was able to take it all down to my friend. This was a huge project. We were Vitamixing pumpkin meat. When you Vitamix pumpkin meat, you have to cut the skin off too. You don't want those chunks in there. And then after that, it was like this, all, just all this pumpkin puree. Pumpkin cookies, vegan pumpkin cookies. I had some friends at work who don't eat flour. Their bodies are sensitive to certain ingredients. So with the vegan pumpkin cookie recipe, they were able to eat them. And I made three different variations. I made all vegan pumpkin cookie dough. Vegan pumpkin cookie dough tastes exactly the same as regular cookie dough. It just doesn't have the eggs in it. So what you can do is you can eat as much of it as you want and not get a stomach ache. Okay, not as much as you want. I don't recommend eating as much as you want. The three different types that I made, pumpkin spice, allspice, and then mapleine. Mapleine. Mapleine is it's like an extract from maple syrup. It's just like a super concentrated maple syrup flavoring. So that was a lot of fun. And the vegan pumpkin cookies were delicious. I distributed them to a lot of my coworkers. So maybe I should do that every year. Get a 68-pound pumpkin and just go to town baking cookies. So yeah, next topic. When I made a science experiment volcano, I have 2001. So I was eight. I got to start kind of dancing to wake up a little bit. Science experiments in elementary school were super fun because everybody was involved and we had the big foldable board things that you stand on top of a table and it's like, I don't know, it's maybe three feet tall. On the computer, you're creating these titles and then, so you do the experiment at home, but you're taking notes and then you display all your findings on this big board. I would love to know all the science experiments I did, but I'm pretty sure one year I made like a volcano. I don't remember the nitty-gritty details of it. You've probably made a volcano of your own with baking soda and it goes boom and whatever. It doesn't go boom, it just kind of like bubbles up. There is something nostalgic about the science experiment volcano because elementary school was... It was just fun to be around all those people there. One of the cool things about elementary school, Rivendell, is at the end of the day, I think on Fridays, we would all gather together and sing songs, and then we'd go home, which has nothing to do with the science experiment volcano. I don't even remember how to make paper mache. Oh, gosh. I got to think about this quick. Science experiment volcano. What comes to mind about this is just being creative, you know, using your imagination to explore different things in the world, trying to figure out how they work. That's really what's at the root of this is in order to find your science experiment, you think of stuff that you you like, things you enjoy, things that are cool. And I thought that volcanoes were cool. So I learned how they worked and I made one. I moved the tectonic plates and there was this hot spot that over lots and lots of time just spewing out magma from the hot center of the earth creating an island and then this mountain that was on the island like erupted at school. <laughs> at school, it erupted at school. And then I got expelled because of that. 
I'm just kidding. I did not get expelled from that school. I did get suspended one time for punching a kid in the face because he took the hat of someone. And I thought that I was like, dude, that's not cool. Give him his hat back. So I punched him and I didn't get to go on the field trip that we were going on. And the girl that I had a crush on was going on that field trip. And it was sad because this other guy went on the field trip and I was like, well, there goes my shot. (laughs) That's also completely unrelated to the science experiment volcano. But it's okay because one of the byproducts of just talking about your past and exploring a certain story is you start to go on these tangents and exploring certain things. And there's stories in those things. The main story, it's like the Bible. It isn't just one story. It's a collection of stories that all reflect the main central story, which is his story, the story of Jesus. Science Experiment Volcano. The next topic, twin sister number two made floating cement. I don't remember much about it. The only things I remember is there were like two hockey puck sized looking things, but they were like chunks of cement. It was like a round disc. And at home, it was cool because one was clearly denser than the other one was. I don't know exactly how it worked. One floated and the other one didn't. If you think about floating bridges, I don't know how floating bridges work. Yeah, one of the discs discs floated and one didn't. It was a super thorough project and I commend her for doing it and sticking through it. And unfortunately, when we were at school, someone told her that she was not allowed to use water for her experiment. She had all her explanation there up on her poster board thing. Then she had her two discs and no water, which was one of the main ingredients for her science experiment. I know the piece of floating cement floated. Good on you, sister number two, for sticking through it. <laughs> Next topic to when I flipped over my handlebars. I have, this is 2010. I was 17 ish. 2010, 20, 2009. I was with one of my really good friends. We had this this kind of ritual where whoever's house we were hanging out at, which was most time his house because he lived at the top of the neighborhood and I was at the bottom and to ride up the hill to go to this place, it was just super far. So most likely we just decided to meet at his house. But he did come down to my house every now and then. It wasn't a ritual, but it was a habitual thing. Like, a, you know, with your friends, you have those things that you often do that you just really enjoy. For us, one of those things was going to the grocery store, (laughs) just walking around and eating free samples, just hanging out. We would often have sleepovers and late at night or early in the morning go to the grocery store because it was open 24 hours. I don't think there were necessarily free samples at that time, but we just walked around. We would go to get stuff and Gosh, one time it felt like we were there for at least an hour or two. And then we came home and it was morning time. One time we did that. <laughs> uh, and it was the day before my driver's my driver's ed test. We stayed up till like 3 or 4 in the morning. 
We were playing a video game that had reckless driving in it. I kid you not. I say this with as much sincerity as I can. I mean, I'm looking at my microphone right now, like wanting it to understand me. I just want you to understand. And I don't recommend this at all. So don't try this at home. I'm not responsible for anything you do that you heard me say on this podcast. It actually helped my hand-eye coordination while driving. One day we were riding. I unfortunately flipped over the handlebars. I was riding and I hit a curb or something and I just went whoop. So you can imagine how that happened, how that looked. Afterward, I took the wheel and I mounted it on my wall and then I made wall art. (laughs) Like I was in front of him, so he remembers. But I felt like I was riding into the sunset and I was just super happy and enjoying time. Here, out of nowhere, I just flip over the handlebars. I landed. I didn't break anything. I probably got a scratch. Looking back at him and him coming up to me, and I'm pretty sure he was laughing, and I love him for that. Yeah, that was was good. I told my grandma that at the end of each topic, I would have a lesson. I'm going to try to incorporate that and try to start doing that. Vegan pumpkin cookies, whatever you're doing, like if you're doing something, if you go to get a pumpkin, try to find a way to incorporate that pumpkin so other people can enjoy it. Try to bring others in so they can do life with you. No man is an island. No woman is an island. Life isn't meant to be done alone. You can't do it alone. Not only bring other people in, but do things to bless other people. Do things... To bring a smile to someone's face. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to make them like the best thing in the world. You don't have to give each one of your friends the moon because you'd be exhausted after that. And there's only one moon. Science experiment volcano. Going back to that being creative thing. I'm finding a theme of a lot of stories so far revolve around being creative. In this moment, think about something that you think in life is really, really cool. Something in the world you think is really, really cool. And you want to figure out how it works. Because there's a lot of cool things out there. You'd be astounded at the amount of coolness there is in working things to be had. (laughs) Floating cement. If you're one of the teachers, talking to my teachers right here. If a child is doing a science experiment, if they want to do something that doesn't hurt anyone, if ultimately you're scared of the carpet getting wet, it's just water. Water won't hurt the carpet. It's okay. Flipping over my handlebars, wear a helmet. Helmets are good. Helmets save lives. Your head, it's like an egg that could crack. Wear a helmet and keep your friends close. I really want to thank you from the deepest part of my heart for tuning into this episode. Please feel free to share this with your family and friends and anyone and everyone you know. And also, if you don't mind, head over to my website, which acts as my creative portfolio, johnmichaelcollins.com. I'm a little butterball. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 